On the clearest of nights, when the winds of the Ethereum were calm and peaceful, Merchant ships with their cargoes of Arcturian solar crystals felt safe and secure. Little did they suspect that they were pursued by pirates. And the most feared of all these pirates was the notorious Captain Nathaniel Flint. Overtaking its prey, Flint and his band of renegades swooped in out of nowhere. <laughs> and then, gathering up their spoils, vanished without a trace. Flint's secret trove was never found, but stories have persisted that it remains hidden somewhere at the farthest reaches of the galaxy, stowed with riches beyond imagination, the loot of a thousand worlds. Treasure planet. Welcome to Disney Minus, where we're watching every Disney movie ever made. My name is Kat, and which one of you all let the space bluesies in here? <laughs> I'm Steven, and if, and if any of you tries to take my stuff, I swear to God, it will blow it up. And I'm Nero, a.k.a. the dreadful Billy Bones. <laughs> Very nice. All I could think of. <laughs> Bones. 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 <laughs> okay, moving along, or else we're just gonna have ten minutes of us just going bones. <laughs> I mean, that's about far for the course for our group. So I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, Kat, you said last week or last time, but tell the tell the people what we watched this time. We are watching the box office kind of a flop, but I think one of the more underrated but still good movies, uh, Treasure Planet from 2002. A very weird time for Disney animation. The Renaissance is over. We're done with that. We're oh, moving yeah. into a very strange period yeah. of decline, but there's a lot of interesting films that come out around this time, including Treasure Planet. Yeah, some hits, some misses, and some's kind of like Treasure Planet, where it's like, not entirely sure what to make of this, but it's good, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Story-wise, yeah. it's, I mean, not a, not a lot. Like, well, yeah. at our age, you you know Treasure Treasure Island by now, so there's that plus space. But, like, as a movie, this thing is good. Yeah, except I was for, saying in the Discord that this movie is hugely flawed. Like, there, oh, yeah. I think there's a reason that it failed at the box office. It's a very odd, odd movie. However... They're, the core of it is so extremely strong that all of the weirdness around the orbit of it doesn't really matter. Like it's, It can be forgiven. 
Yeah, yeah, the Martin Short robot is really, except really for that. bad. Yeah, um, except for that. <laughs> the 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 com- combination of CG backgrounds and two D animation can get can look really weird, um, and a lot of the side characters uh, outside of the principal cast are very annoying. But the principal cast is very strong, and the and of course the strongest part of all of it. Is the relationship between uh, Jim and Silvers right? Also, the aesthetic is beyond reproach. Anyone who says this movie looks stupid is a well, they're stupid. Yeah, seriously. Like you said, there are times where like the backgrounds and stuff can look sort of wonky, but like when it hits, oh my god, does it hit? Oh yeah. The uh, the aesthetic of old timey pirate ship in space. It's just cool. I don't know what to tell you. It was very cool. Like kind of. Steampunk, solar punk, futuristic, but at the same time, parts of it were still kind of like that old timey Treasure Island feel. I liked it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very just very good, especially with like the uh, the mix of animation styles they ended up using for it. Because um, uh, this is one of the last two or traditional two D movies that they made. Cat and I were talking about that a little while ago. Um, it was like this came out around the time of Home on the Range and another one, which were, like, kind of the last three for a while. Well, until this, then there's Home on the Range, and then uh, Lilo and Stitch, right? I think so. I know, I, after was... this, I know after this one, really, the only two animated ones that Disney, or traditionally animated ones that Disney really did were Princess and the Frog, which did decent, and then Winnie the Pooh. And then after that, I think it's when they started going more towards the CGI. Yeah. Because yeah. they closed the animation studio in 2013. Yeah, but yeah, so it was, you had, like, all of the characters and stuff were done traditional 2D, uh, then you had, um, like, CG was in use around then, so you had that for a lot of things, like, um, it ended up being easier to do Ben and, like, Silver's robot parts in CG, and just, um, flat render, I think they called it, flat render them so that they would fit. Yeah. And then, you know... For the ships and stuff, they use deep canvas, which is a really cool thing. And then Nero was mentioning, with Nero mentioning Lilo and Stitch, too, and I'll dig it back up again if I need to, but basically Lilo and Stitch, we all know, is a good one. That one did really well. This movie basically wiped out the profits that they had made from Lilo and Stitch. Ah, okay. It it did... It it is a box office failure. There is no um, way around it. Yes, it, it was. It was a. It was critically well received and liked by audiences that saw it. But this movie cost one hundred and forty million dollars to make. Um, domestically, it made thirty-eight million, <laughs> yeah. and worldwide, it made cumulatively it made a hundred and nine million. Right. That's really bad. And also, one of the other things that. Again, Stephen and I were discussing a little bit earlier other things that hurt it was, one, just consider when it was released. Around Christmas of 2002, what other big movie came out right around then? Oh, shit. Was it Shrek? No. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you had Harry Potter 2. Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, you had Harry Potter 2, and then seasonal seasonal movie-wise, you had the Santa Claus 2. Which, I mean, isn't huge, but, like, Christmas movie right around Christmas, like, that was going to pull people in, too. Yeah, you can't really step 
to Harry Potter in 2002, like that was hey, where nah. the storm was at its most intense. That is where it was a like massive national craze. Treasure Planet, this weird little movie about space boats, had no chance. No. Like, and also, one of the things that hurt this was the fact that while it was being animated, this was actually uh, in a, like, basically a dead heat race between them and the people doing Titan AE, which had already been delayed. Oh yeah, that so part I didn't know about. They were literally going neck and neck trying to be the first one out because they were so similar. And basically, because they both they both nearly tanked their respective studios and blew the... As of the time I found this little tidbit, Bluth hasn't directed another movie since. He's hoping for a theatrical adaptation soon, but he hasn't. After this and Titan A.E. Bond, he hasn't directed another movie since. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about Titan A.E. Yeah, same. Yeah, they were they were they were contemporaries. It's a uh, it's kind of a Bugs Life ant situation, except way more <laughs> catastrophic. Oh God, I barely remember ants. Like I remember that I saw it, and that's about it. <laughs> and I remember Woody Allen was one of the ants, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember Woody Allen is one of the ants, and there's a scene where a kid where a kid steps on them. Yeah, like that's that's as much as I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like Alex Stallone is one of the ants. Oh shit! Is he the um the big soldier ant friend or whatever? Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, okay, but oh. you know. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it, Treasure Planet is an interesting relic. Um, do, because of where Disney was at in, in that period, both sort of, uh, in, in terms of its, if it's stated as a company and economically or, um, or creatively rather. So we're on like what the tail end of the Eisner era at this point, uh, around there. I think yeah, I know when they, I know it was Katzenberg when they first were trying to get the movie made and when they finally got greenlit. But yeah, he left well, before I, they were Eisner done. Eisner was the one who who had to. They had to go through for Pirates of the Caribbean, um, so he was definitely still there for Treasure Planet. And you know, there a lot of he he did a lot of weird stuff that some of it worked, some of it didn't. You know, big big successes, but also huge failures like you know Euro Disneyland um, <laughs> and and this movie. And it is interesting to look on it back on it on this stuff now, where like. Disney right now is so mathematically driven to success. Like, they will not take any chances on anything that could uh, cause any any sort of uh, financial loss. They won't. Right. Oh, yeah, no. There's no way Treasure Planet would happen now. Oh, but no. Treasure Planet happened because... Or the really crappy live action. Yeah. <laughs> Treasure yeah. Planet happened... Basically because the two uh, directors who pretty much saved Disney worked really hard and really wanted to make Treasure Planet in space. I feel I've so bad for them, yeah. On that. Yeah, so why don't we, why don't we talk about um, Clements and what's the other guy? Musker. Uh, Musker. Yeah, Musker. Yeah, the part that I found that I thought was kind of neat about that is, Stephen, this kind of actually ties back to our very first episode. Musker and hey. spent, after the success of Great Mouse Detective, is when they started pitching this movie. Oh, okay. Was it? I had heard they uh, started pitching around Black Cauldron, but it didn't yeah, it do was, well. So they were told to do Great, Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, it was after the Great Mouse Detective did well, they started pitching it, and then they kept pitching it after every successive movie that they directed <laughs> after that. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. Said, they flat out admitted that the only reason they directed Hercules was because finally the studio flat out promised that they would give Treasure Planet the green light if they made one more successful movie. Yeah, I feel so bad because yeah, they had they started pitching it. I guess after a Great Mass Detective, they were told no, go make our mermaid movie. And so they were like, okay, fine, we'll make that and make Little Mermaid. Then they were told to do another one that ended up being Aladdin. And then, yeah, we're finally promised, okay, you can make your thing if you do this one more movie. Which I think is part of the reason Hercules is so bonkers and all over the place. Because they were like, let's just get this one done, throw stuff at it. The kids will like it if we make it, if we just make it silly. Which, to be fair, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think... Hercules. I haven't seen Hercules in a while. I think Hercules is fine. I think it's weirdo, like sports movie hijinks attitude works for it. Yeah, I like the um, adult jokes they have in it. <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of pretty good adult jokes in that, and of course you got, Danny, you got Danny. You got Danny You got you got all sorts of good stuff, and you know when you have people like Danny DeVito. Um, and the guy who voiced Hades, who knows who he is? I James don't know. Woods. Nah, uh, who is that? James Woods. I don't know. Hades just opened his mouth and did that. Anyway. Um, he was supposed to be all spooky and menacing, and then James Wood came in and started doing used car salesman, and it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a it great is. Uh, Hades. It's a great Hades. Um, but all of that stuff really fits for that movie, because it's already very silly. When you throw Martin Short into the third act of this movie, yeah, it it's comes off the rails completely. So weird. They jar jarred it. They they what they did is they genied it. They said, "Oh well, uh, Robin Williams work. worked really well in Aladdin." And here's the two things about that. Here's here's two things about this. One, Robin Williams is funny. It's, yeah, that's step one. One, and he two, was he was Robin in it. Two, he was in the movie longer than yeah, yeah than Martin. Yeah, Short two, was. the movie was kind of built around the genie, and the mood of it fit way better than Treasure Planet, which is much more of a like swashbuckling, witty adventure. We don't need this stupid robot stumbling around, make cracking uh, pop culture jokes. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right, let's get to the movie, and we will eventually have to discuss the Martin Short robot. Yeah, I, I refuse Nero. to use his name. He's the Martin Short robot. Yep. <laughs> um, the robot who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> eh, hang on, my phone closed out. Okay, let me, there are my notes. <laughs> Don't break things already, Stephen. No, no, I just had set it down while we were uh, talking about the uh, the stuff that led up to it. There we go. So yeah, we open on what looks like just a regular scene being narrated by friggin' um I forgot I forgot the actor's Tony name. Tony Jay. Thank you. Jay is the storybook narrator. And fun fact about the other another interesting voice in this uh, scene, Captain Flint is uh, voiced by Peter Cullen. Most Wait. famous for being Optimus Prime That's in it. a lot oh. of things. Um, he also did the voice of the Predator in the Predator movies. I did not know that. I don't remember the Predator talking. I need to rewatch those. He, uh, well, he, I think he made like the, he, he did the laugh, I think. Oh, um, okay. That makes sense. And he like, there are, there are points where the Predator makes vocalizations that are not just echoes of, uh, of yeah. other people. 
Okay, okay. God, now I'm just picturing the Predator saying freedom is the sacred right of all sentient beings. <laughs> <laughs> Spines are the right of all sentient beings. But no, t- um, Tony J, did you say his name was? I already, I already forgot. Clint. No, the, 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 guy, like the, the, the narrator, like I mean. The narration is, I think this is like one of the few, if not the only Disney roles Tony J did where he's not the bad guy. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, when the movie started, I was like, this guy sounds super freaking yes. familiar. Turns out he's Frollo and Shere Khan. And then Man. also, originally, uh, this the narrator was actually originally supposed to be an adult Jim telling the story, and then the movie itself would actually start proper when he gets arrested instead of what it does in the... Oh, okay. I like this opening. I do, I yeah. The yeah. holographic storybook that reads itself is really fun. The holographic storybook is so fucking cool, dude. Oh, yeah. I want one. So, we see Babby Jim, and he looks <laughs> so adorable. <laughs> he has a Stitch doll in his room, which, yep. like, I forget. I saw in one of those, like, Disney trivia things forever ago, so I was already on the lookout, like, where is this thing? But <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So... Uh, well, I I just have in my notes here. <laughs> Babby. Uh, no, he's so he's such he's so babby. He's so little. He's so cuddly. Um, yeah, so he's he's I doing know. the thing where he's he's trying to sneak some he's trying to sneak at the Game Boy before bed, but it's a it's a storybook about the infamous space pirate, <laughs> Captain Flint, who is uh you know, it's it's the uh, it's a kind of a thing where he just robbed everybody so good and he disappeared with all of his treasure and hid it on a place called Treasure Planet. The loot of a thousand worlds. The loot yeah. of a thousand worlds. And his mom, um, Sally Hawkins, comes in and is like, listen, you gotta go to bed, kid. Come on now. <laughs> and he's Same like, but I want to finish my talking. story. And she's like, all right. Also, it's a freaking awesome middle name for a kid, Pleiades. Pleiades. They're named after a star cluster, I believe. Yeah, that fucks me up every time. Just the realization that his name, his middle name is Pleiades. And we got Laurie Metcalf as oh Sarah Hawkins. I was thinking of Sally Hawkins from um the the actress who was in The Shape of Water. Ah, okay. No, that that's fish porn. Yes. I still need to watch that. Yeah, same. Really I never did. I forgot of, about it. I, I just I know say, I say, I hear it's very good as it won an Oscar. For yeah, best yeah. picture. I hear it's pretty good. Yeah, this movie's on the come up. It's going to be okay. Man. So, yeah. I mean, Sally, I think it's... Is Sarah? The, I, guess the, I guess this is not the first, like... Oh, did we lose... Uh, yeah, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is one of the those. first Disney movie that sort of features a a a um what is it? A non traditional family structure. Yeah, it's a Disney movie Lilo where the Stitch... mom's not dead. Uh, yes, uh, Lilo and Stitch was all about that. Um, but like, it, it is still very interesting that this is one where it's like, oh yeah, this is this is kind of about Jim. You know, his dad just left. Um, kind of sucked. Yeah, which like, Sarah well, is whole, so. Like, no, dad went off to war. Her dad did this. It's no dad up and left. Which... Yeah, dad just left. Yeah, no, just straight up. Just I mean, we'll we'll come back to it later because we actually get a flashback to it. Right. But like, Sarah is so 
so good in the scenes that we see see her and like fuck anyone who just runs out on their family anyway but also like i'm so mad at jim's dad yeah i feel like it's like a believable it's a more believable parent child relationship because like it's not like some disney movies where it's either everything is perfect everything's happy or it's like typical teenage drama it's like no it's actual drama it's showing she's struggling as a single mom but she's doing her best yeah but there's still going to be problems like it doesn't gloss over that there's still going to be problems yeah Yeah, i really like it i wish she was in the movie more i really like her um yeah but you know she like i see why they didn't but i agree so we we flash forward 10 years um and yeah 12 years so he was like three at that at the time of that storybook scene um Jim, here's what I've written down as we as we see uh, Jim, uh, uh, a, a, a rowdy teen Jim Hawkins <laughs> doing sweet tricks on on his solar sail. He's, got He's a doing cool earring. skateboard tricks. He's got an undercut with a ponytail. Here's what I've written down. Finally, a Disney protagonist with Tude. <laughs> this kid is so early 2000s. Dude. It is insane. God, right? They were, uh, I think they were really riffing off of the whole jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt finally not being a cute little tweeny bopper. Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> for sure. Like, and they've got him in like a space version of like a James Dean kind of outfit too, because oh, yeah. why the fuck not at that point? Like he, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was pretty perfectly cast as Jim. I hear a lot oh, of people yeah. say Jim is a boring protagonist. I do not think, that. No. I think he's fine. He's not like incredible, but uh, he's, he, yeah. he's elevated by uh, Silver's. They could have really easily made him like a really whiny emo teen that nobody liked. And they managed to not do that. I think a lot because of, like you said, his interactions with Silver. He's he's Uh. he's got a lot of emotional depth that is, you know, real and is treated with weight by the movie. Right. Um. He 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 does. You know. He he's he's snarky. He's sarcastic. Because he, he's a teenager. Yeah. He's, he's a, a teenager. teenager. He's a, he, he's, a, he's a very believable teen. Um. You know. Even though I made fun of it for being so ex- so extreme, <laughs> so X Games, it does look very cool. My my first it's, note um, is Jim is gonna get himself killed with this bullshit though. Oh yeah. Because for sure. damn, not wearing a helmet, bro. Um. It's uh, but yeah, but he gets picked up by the, by the popo. Um, we see Sarah working at the Binbo Inn, the uh, the inn that she owns, serving a a, a rogues gallery of weird looking alien people, frogs. Yeah, little frog kids. Um, slugs <laughs> and a yeah, Mrs. Dunwoody. And yeah, whatever she is. <laughs> a anthropomorphic a uh, dog, dog man. man named Doppler, voiced by uh, Niles Crane himself, David Hyde Pierce. Okay, okay. I was sitting there the whole time, like, I know I know David Hyde Pierce from something. Was he was he in Frasier? I, for some reason, didn't look it up. Niles. Yeah. We need to find Treasure Planet. <laughs> the loot of a thousand worlds, Niles. <laughs> Put on this dog suit. No, and oh my god, when she brings him his meal, it literally just fucking looks like dog food in a couple of dog food bowls. Well, yeah, he even it's, calls it's a... it Alponian chowder. Did he? It's oh really my god, funny. I missed that. Okay, I couldn't it's, tell it's what he was saying. Funny. Um, and he, he gets his, his food stolen by a frog girl. Yeah. I think David Curious Hyde Pierce... one? <laughs> yeah, David Hyde Pierce is really good in this movie. Yeah, He's he did such funny. a good job. Like... 
both Martin Short Robot. We don't need Martin Short Robot. We have David Hyde Pierce and Emma Thompson doing and a great likeable. job. Yeah, yeah, they're very likable. The dynamic between the two of them, they did such a good job playing off of each other for this. Yes, and oh, so <laughs> cats and dogs. <laughs> I mean, and, but it works. But all of that is too like witty and and layered. Um, and, and Asner says, "Listen." Kids don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Put in a Martin Short robot. Have him make fart jokes. Right. <laughs> Which we even had an alien for the fart jokes. Right. Yeah, they we, already had that flatula. Yeah, they, they have a walking <laughs> fart slug. Um, but yes. So so Jim gets brought in by these cop bots. And kind of the first like big example of the 2D and 3D kind of clashing, I think. Is these is these cop bots in the scene with Jim? Yeah, that's fair. They don't fit quite as well as some of the other stuff later on. Yeah, I think a lot of the environment stuff is more egregious, but this is the one where I really noticed it. It reminds me a little bit of uh, of the stuff in Korra, uh, the Legend of Korra, with all of the machines and such. Yeah. CG. <sighs> okay, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched Korra, but I think I know what you're talking about. No spoilers. I just started season three. Oh, well, oh, honey, sweetie, that's baby. The best, that's the best season. It, um, yeah, it is. I just so, I got distracted by JoJo and My Hero Academia. I need to get back to work. <laughs> Shut up, yeah, Steven. Season three is the best. Is the best one by far. It's the oh, one that feels most like an Airbender season. Right, yeah. but anyway. Anyway, yeah, getting off. <laughs> getting off topic. It's not a real <laughs> Disney Minus podcast until we get off topic at least twice. <laughs> I know that's one. <laughs> Anyway, so we what do we got? We got so uh, they are robots, yeah, uh, the, the cops are assholes. Are, yeah, they are, they're, they're which dicks. I mean, I mean, understood, but yeah, they um, exist to be dicks in this movie. So yeah, they they, they, they drag Jim in. They're like, hey, this this <laughs> kid, like you you gotta keep this kid under control. He's he's always, you know, causing he's 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 got too much tood. Which again, the comedic timing of when he gets brought up when they bring him in is just so good because it's immediately before that doppler asking sarah so how's jim doing and she goes he's doing a lot better i think he's finally turning yeah. a new corner <laughs> <laughs> also i just like the fact that jim can just th- he can help them finish quoting whatever he just violated and they're just like thank you yeah <laughs> i know right um yeah so obviously sarah is not too happy about this development you know but but and jim is like oh man this scene where he just like picks up some dishes and is like yeah mom i know well he's like he's even trying to like calm her down like mom it's no big deal it's okay and then he's like okay no she's really pissed and then he's like fine yeah like he tries it's like realism (laughs) and he's like He's talking about, like, you know, think about your future, Jeremy. He just mumbles, I don't know what future. Right. I know. Uh, just fucking gutting me on some of these scenes. Um, there is a scene where Doppler tries to to uh, rebuff the cops and immediately folds. <laughs> what, was, what was his plan? Doppler, what was your plan here? Like, yeah. he, he steps in and, is, and, like, introduces himself. He's like, hello, I am the well-known Dr. Doppler. Uh, PhD in no, whatever is that was an astronomer. I think it was an astrophysicist, wasn't it? Yes. They're just like, are you are you the boy's father? Oh uh, no! And it's like, dude, what was your plan? What were you doing? 
Well, Some he even looked up there and he's like, don't ever let me do that again. Yeah, please don't let me do that again. <laughs> um, we, we see Jim, you know, brooding on the roof. A, a classic movie teen uh, pastime. Especially for the early 2000s. Oh, especially for early 2000s, God. as we as he sees uh, his his mom and Doppler kind of talking about him, and, you know his mom is, is is expressing a lot of frustration. It's like he was never really the same since his dad left. He's always been kind of lost and adrift. He's really really smart, but he always struggles in school. Like she mentions that oh, he's failing me. all of his classes, but he built his first little surfer thing when he was like seven or eight. Yeah. I just don't know what to do with him. Um, luckily, she won't have to think about that because a thing, a, a spaceship crashes onto the port yeah. and the world's oldest turtle falls out. <laughs> okay, good. I thought he was a turtle too, so I'm glad you agree. Uh, I think he's supposed to be more like a tortoise, but yeah. He's definitely yeah. some form of turtle-esque figure. He's, uh, he's a got a big stretchy neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the, the, reason, the only reason I'm hung up on this is later on, like, Jim is like, what did that old salamander call it? And I'm like, I'm 95% sure he was a turtle, dude. I think that was supposed to be just like a like a slang or a slur. Okay. Oh my I don't, God. I feel like people call people like you old, like you old coot or you old codger. It's a salamander. Okay. Maybe not a Because I was like, Jim, being... do you not know what your animals are? <laughs> Jim was being extremely racist. <laughs> no. No, well, no. Slur, but you get what I'm saying. I think it's slang. Slang. Yeah, That's it was slang. Um, yeah, so shut up, Stephen. So Billy Bones is here, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Cyborg is after me, treasure." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Beware and, the cyborg," and I'm like, "Man, this is the future." But he says it like Cyborg because <laughs> he's a pirate. Yeah. Yeah, and Jim's like, "Whatever, whatever, bro. Let's get you inside. You look <laughs> fucked up. Hit your head pretty hard, didn't you?" My thing is just, this is the future. There's got to be a bunch of other cyborgs around here. Like, yeah. beware the cyborg has to be, like, the most useless piece of information you can give the kid well, at this point. We don't point. see I know, we any don't see any, but I got to feel like there are, right? Yeah. But I think so... this also kind of gives hints that Jim's not, like, this whole emo broody teen, too. Because even though, you know, freaking, spe- you know, spaceship just collapsed, this guy's clearly a pirate. His first reaction is still get him inside and get him help. Which, yeah, also again, another... for the comedic timing on it. Yeah, as I would say, more comedic timing. His, uh, his mom is like, "Oh, I just want the old Jim back." Where you know he was, he was always smiling and enthusiastic, and sometimes he just he just find a weird animal and, and and bring it in and say, "Can I keep him?" And then he busts in <laughs> with this fucking dying ooh, pirate. Ooh, ooh, I have to bust in. I have to bust in here. Okay. Just to add to to add to the mood whiplash, there was a deleted line right here that I wish to God they had left in. Please tell right? me it was him saying, "Can we keep him?" No, 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 no. It was right after she does the whole thing. You know, I, I keep thinking, I keep dreaming. I'll open up the door and he'll be standing there with a new pet, letting him keep it. Jim busts in with Billy Bones. And the deleted line was Doppler leans over to Sarah and goes, in the dream, was the pet dead? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's really good, actually. Doppler, no. They had left that in there. David Hyde Pierce is funny. I couldn't imagine it. Let him say it. God, that is a hundred percent in character for Doppler too. I've got to find it. Cause I think they did like a, I don't remember if they did an animatic or if they just did a storyboard. But like I've heard him do the line, and it's just that perfect deadpan. I'm like, oh my god, why did they cut that? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Billy Bones is fucking dying on the floor. Uh, and he's like, oh, 
chest. Yeah, all he fucking cares about chest. is his treasure chest. Uh, orb, Jim, you gotta don't let the cyborg get the orb. Okay, I gotta, I gotta stop doing Billy Bones voice. I gotta stop. <laughs> it hurts so much. Fuck. Apparently, Billy Bones is voiced by Patrick McGuin in his final film role. Jeez. So I assume after delivering those lines, he did keel over in real life. <laughs> That's why they died. killed the character. Yeah. I had to drag him out of the recording booth. Um, but yeah, so then some mysterious pirates attack the Binbo Inn and, and burn like, to the ground. Like two and, seconds uh, later, they show up. Holy shit. Yeah, they, he's right on He's right on, on schedule here, including a man with a robot arm uh, we see in silhouettes. But, you know, yeah, they escape. And they're back at Doppler's uh, house. Oh yeah, they got they got this orb. They're <laughs> playing with it. Doppler's yeah. talking about it would t- like he can he can kind of tell it's something, and he's talking about it would take like people or specialists like ages to figure out how to unlock it and see what's inside. But of course, Jim loves Rubik's cubes, so he solves this thing lickety split, um, and it's a treasure map. To Treasure Planet. Which, can I just say, I love that this fucking planet has two rings around it that literally just mark it with an X. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, yo, in case anyone was wondering. It's great. Um, yeah, they, so they, 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 they sort of zoom in and they realize we have a map to Treasure Planet. Holy shit. Um, and Jim, and Jim, of course, is super gung-ho about wanting to go. And his mom was like, you cannot... Go. You are a child. You are a child. You cannot go and find Treasure Planet on your own. And Dalper says, you're, you're right, Sarah. That's why I'm going with him. Yeah. God, this yes. scene is just so good. All, uh, the th- them all just playing off of each other. The dialogue in this movie is very good in some spots. When you are not getting distracted by shoved-in, executive-ordered, uh, modern references... You can always smell it when that's the case. Yeah, you can. You, you can. The, the the line's got a stink on it. It's like, hmm, mm. someone told mm. them to put this in. This was a note. <laughs> yeah. So Doppler has decided he is going to go with Jim, and he is going to order a ship. Uh, he's going to charter a boat to Treasure Planet. Yeah, and I just, I just love he's he's like telling Sarah it's the right thing to do. It'll be good for him. He's been needing something to help sort himself out. And she's just like, Doppler, do you really think this is the right thing to do? Or do you just really want to go? I really, really, really want to go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the right thing. But He's like, and it's, it's the right also thing, the right thing but, to do. But come on. Come on. I'm not going to pass this up. Um, and so the, here's here's one of my favorite like transitions here where we, where we, uh, Doppler's like, all right, well, well tomorrow we're going to be heading for the spaceport. And we zoom in on the crescent moon in the sky, and we zoom in further, and we realize that's no moon, that's a space station. Oh my god, this transition was amazing. I love it. Fucking, it is a crescent moon-shaped spaceport glowing in the sky. Wow. It's, uh, just, they didn't have to, but they fucking did. It looks great. They didn't great. have to go extra, but they went extra. Like, I don't know, the, 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 the combination of super advanced technology and, like, 1700 sailing aesthetic, it just works. I it does. It. it works so much. Oh, my God. 
But anyway, so, Dopper's wearing like the yeah, he's, the very first diving suit that was ever made. He has been uh, he was upsold by a two headed sales lady. Uh, one of them said it would fit perfectly, and the other one said it was his color. Neither of these are true. He doesn't know how to work it. He's just clanking around. Jim is mortified, of course. He's so embarrassed by having to be seen in the company of this idiot. This isn't what a cool teen should be standing near. <laughs> yeah, no, so they're, they're going around. They're trying to find uh, their ship. Um, did we get, did we get uh, just uh, some, some good spaceport goofs of just, you know, some, some rapscallions and whatnot. Yeah. And we, we find the boat. There's a big rock man out on the deck <laughs> chanting, you know, barking orders. He's a, he, he's huge. He's a, he's a perfectly triangular being. <laughs> Yeah, and he does. He um, looks like he is just made of rock. Like he's made of stone. Yeah. Which I'm s- still very confused by the dynamic of this crew because like they Mr. Arrow and Captain Amelia both look like navy people and I think Mr. Arrow straight up calls her like a fine officer or something like that. And the yeah, they're is- a naval. They are All right, so here's what happened, right? So they are a I believe some kind of like naval ship yeah officers but they mentioned Um, that like doppler hired the crew which you would think if it's a navy ship it would have its own dedicated crew right i think mm, i don't think so a lot of like expeditions would get naval officers from elsewhere to like head them up and you know that's also how silvers and his crew got on by by um posing as just a crew for hire yeah right um so yeah, we we see Air, we see Mister Aaron. Of course, we get the goofs like, oh, they think he's the captain because he's the big one who's yelling the orders, but he's not. And then we got to all right. There are a few watershed moments in Furry Awakenings. Right? <laughs> what do you got? You got Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. The, the animated Robin Hood movie. Lola Bunny God. from Space Jam. Yeah, go back and rewatch that, like with your dirty adult mind now. Holy shit! I wait. Lola is in this. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about space. We're talking about space jam. I'm talking about Captain Amelia. Okay, Captain Amelia is responsible for a good amount of those awakenings. I am sure. I'm fairly certain. Oh yeah. All right. So Emma Thompson is here. She's playing Captain Amelia. The listen, the sexy cat girl captain of the fucking boat. There's no mincing words here. Her introduction. Look at how they designed her. She but is. She's competent too, though, so she's not just eye candy. She's actually yeah. competent. Her, oh, she's very competent. Her introduction. She like is cat jumping, from like down oh, yeah. from the rigging, and I'm not even kidding. They insert like a cat sound effect. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> just in times. case you were wondering. She's the hyper competent. Uh, she uh, Emma Thompson is doing great in this movie. By the yeah. way, Amelia is a great character. Um, I, lo- I love her. Like. The, the core cast of, like, Jim Silver's Doppler and Amelia and Arrow while he's here are all just very good. So, she she's very witty. She's very snippy. Um, you know, she's got a good rapport with Doppler. And she's basically, all right, well, Jim is about to say why they're here. And she's like, you, you shut the fuck up, kid. Yeah, what, like you, what are you doing? <laughs> Come to my crew. Don't say shit around these like guys we hired. Are she, you insane? She's like, I'm gonna put this as gently as I can. I don't fucking trust the people that you hired. 
Yeah, I don't. <laughs> these people, listen, they're sailors, and if they hear what we're doing, maybe some things will happen. So here's what I'm going to do, Jim. I'm going to take this orb. I'm going to put it in this box. And oh my god, for like a minute they have her go full cat as soon as she holds as soon as he passes it to yes. her. Her eyes just bug out. She's like, "Ball." Yeah, they, whenever her <laughs> eyes dilate, it's very good. Um and so they're like, "Yeah, okay, listen. <laughs> you while you're on this ship, you will address me as as captain or ma'am. You got that?" And of course, Jim Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, which, like, dude, learn to show any amount of respect. Like, she is this... taking you on this adventure that you've been waiting your entire life for. Jim, she is a person is so of station. Cool. She just watched her leap from the fucking crow's nest down to the deck without a without breaking a sweat. I don't know, man. If I was Jim, I'd be like, damn, this lady's fucking cool. Holy yeah, shit. I'd be like, hell yeah, Captain. I will call you whatever the hell you want. Just <laughs> let me stay on this boat and be awesome. I mean, to her credit, though, even though he, like, sasses her, she's just like, all right, we'll go with that. Yeah, because she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're, you're a shitty teen. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, that'll do. <laughs> um, and so she's like, well, all right, so I'm going to have you help out as a cabin boy with our cook. Um, and they bring him down. And like, hey, Silvers, we got your cabin boy. And here's, by and away, the highlight of this movie, the thing that elevates it beyond all of the other, some of its parts. Yeah, dude, Silver's intro feels like, um, if you remember the very beginning of Aladdin, that merchant dude, like, showing off all of his wares before they actually get into the movie, that's what this scene feels like. Long John Silver's character animation is fucking insane. This character looks so good all the time, like... The CGI um, cybernetic limbs are melded so perfectly with his character model and the way that they move and all of the cool things that they do with them. It's wild. I know. Watching this character move around is, like, mesmerizing. Fuck, he looks so good. And he's also very brilliantly acted by Brian Murray. Um, He is... This version, he is just the uh, a pirate's pirate. He's got this great voice. Ugh. What a good fucking character. And I love how, like, throughout the movie, every now and then they'll have him, like, take your, your stereotypical, like, cool swashbuckler poses, but he's got, like, the big beer belly, like, the whole time. Just, it's, I don't know. It just, it, it works very well with, like, he's the cool swashbuckler type, but, like, not 100%. Looks like Brian Murray is mostly a uh, Broadway guy. Oh, okay. As far as what the design is based off, other than the cyborg parts, I can't remember where I wrote it. This is something I found in the past, but you know how like a lot of the aliens are based off of animals, like the slug, Amelia, Doppler? Uh, Silver's design is based off a bear, is what it's supposed to be, which is part of why he's so bulky. Oh, okay. Okay. And if you um, look in some things, it looks like if you look at his hands, they kind of resemble like bear paws, and his nails yeah. kind of look like claws. But that's yeah, that I, was... could, I could tell that he was not like a human guy. I was like, there's something else going on here, but I can't quite yeah that distinguish was... it. Yeah, that bugged me like the whole time because I was like, I'm pretty sure maybe he's supposed to be human, but like clearly nope, he's bear. just enough not okay. Yeah, so we've got you know we got obviously obviously Jim is like wait a wait a fucking minute hang on. <laughs> 
Hold on. <laughs> I was so, told to beware the cyborg, and you're the only cyborg in this yeah. movie. Hold up. Beware the cyborg. So there was a cyborg who attacked my mom's bar on Montresor, the the main the, my home planet. And then I leave from Montresor Spaceport, and there's a cyborg on this ship? That seems kind of weird. Um, but, you know... Coincidence? I yeah, think coincidence. not. We've also got our <laughs> funny little animal sidekick, uh, Morph. See, here's the thing. We don't need... Yeah, we've Martin already Short got Morph. Robot. We already we've have already Morph. Got the goof, we've, we've got the goofy little sidekick. It's Morph. He's fine. I like him. There's a lot of really uh, funny jokes with him and, and cool animation. But he's not annoying, and he actually does yeah. have... He contributes to the plot at certain yeah. points where Martin Short yeah. does not. What well, I'm, he technically does, but... Well, meh. What I'm not forced to much. wonder... Are there more of him? Is there a planet that's just a bunch of these cute little blob dudes running around? If there Maybe. is, I want to go there. I know, there. right? Um, yeah, apparently, you know, so he, he apparently did, he did uh, Silver, Silver say he, like, found him somewhere and, and brought yeah, him Yeah, he said he, like, thing. rescued him on, I don't remember where, some planet, and he's been, like, yeah. attached at the hip ever since. Yeah, so that's his, that's his pet. You know, he's the cook, um, and he, he makes some stew for uh, for Doppler and Jim showing off his cooking abilities. And apparently There's he's an eyeball cook. in it. There's an eyeball in it. Um, and so he's like, all right, so he's, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna take Jim under his wing and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then my next note is just, fuck this movie, it looks good. It does. <laughs> because, because then we go up, we go up on deck to, or because they're, I forgot the word leaving for a minute, holy shit. They're, they're leaving port. And so, uh, so Jim and Doppler... Separately, you think they don't—they don't walk up at the same time. But they both go to like you know watch as the ship leaves and just, oh my god, like this scene, this scene and shots. There's shots similar to it throughout the movie where like the camera is moving and kind of swirling around so that you can get the full scope of different sections of the ship at a time as just everybody's running around doing like all of their duties to help like you know get the ship ready to leave. It's just very very good. This movie looks its best when it's just very pretty shots of cool-looking boats in space. I know. Like, it looks good. And yeah, there's weird CGI space whales, and they look kind of <laughs> weird. But, you know, I think for those, you could say, oh, they're supposed to look weird. They're like, you know. They're space whales. They're yeah. aliens. Um, and, you know, they're, they're strange. <laughs> what does he call them? Orcus Galacticus? I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. Space yes. yes. <laughs> so... Like, yeah, obviously all of the sails in uh, Treasure Planet are solar sails. They do not they do not travel by the wind. They travel by the solar wind. Um, Which, again, know, is just such a good, a t- like, good bit of attention to detail. Yeah, like, it, it's real technology. It's just represented in its most, like, well, what if we put solar sails on a boat? Yeah. And I say, yeah, and I say, yeah that's fucking good. I say, yes, yeah, fucking guys. do it. Go for it. So this is where is this where Jim gets into a little bit of trouble with the the roughnecks on the uh, yeah on he's I think walking around and bumps into the definitely not evil guy yeah the crab guy he's got his, his like scoot or something I just I, I kept calling him scroat in my head I mean he is kind of a scroat but it's <laughs> yeah like uh, obvi- the most obviously evil guy in the world. He's a big red and black crab with glowing yellow eyes. And just talks a... like a fucking demon. Yeah. Totally um, the sweetest guy on the entire ship. Calling him uh, and... Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy. Yeah. I can't do his voice. 
I'm not going to try. I'm no. already. I, I'm. I, I should have gotten some water. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. R.I.P. Nero's voice. So, uh, Sil- is this Silver's kind of steps in uh, uh, to protect Jim from Scrote. That's all I'm going to call him. Um, Fuck it. That's your name now. What? Uh, the the crab guy is scrote now, now and forever. Yeah, um, agree. <laughs> so yeah, and this is where we kind of we. This is where we get the like. I'm glad they do not belabor the dramatic irony. Like, there's no big reveal. Like, no, yeah, obviously this is the guy. Obviously this is the oh, yeah, guy yeah. that it, that burned down the bar. There's no shit. Um, and so they're planning a mutiny. He uh, he got his crew in. He snuck them in under pretense of a like they pretended to be nice just long enough to get hired which is a uh hey that's that's pretty impressive for some of these guys yeah yeah um and you know so his and and silver's plan is like i know the kid's on to me i'm gonna run him ragged i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking work him until he just can't think about uh until he can't think about the the treasure and this is when we get our montage yeah set to um, I keep forgetting the guy's name. The guy Johnny from the Resnick Dolls. from the Goo Goo Dolls. It. I'm still here. I love that song. It's powerful mid 2000s butt rock band. God, though, isn't it? But it works so good with this montage too. Like it, it is. It. I was listening. to This like, wow. I have been transported back to 2002. <laughs> right. Good lord. Uh. Um. It like hits so, with every teen because you know the time just came out for me. I was like, let's see, Christmas two thousand two, so I was like eighth grade, getting ready to go on to high school, so I was already little Miss Emo already. Meh. But just this song hits it though, because it's like it's that feeling of wanting to belong and the world saying, "Hey, guess what? You don't belong." Yeah, you know, obviously we're doing like, is 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 it like interspersed with his childhood backstory? Yeah, it's like fifty um, percent yeah. montage of doing ship stuff including i guess cleaning off space particles i don't know it's basically yeah. contrasting though you know his dad not being there to silver like literally becoming almost like his father figure yeah yeah so yeah so we see jim uh as as silver is doing his plan and trying to run him ragged um but the problem is jim's a really good cabin boy um and, and is kind of quickly endearing himself to silvers uh we see jim's backstory about how his you know his dad some far form of spacer. Um, is he a pirate? Is he like a, a naval guy? It's kind of unclear. Yeah. But we don't see a uniform. It's... I don't think he's supposed to be navy. So I'm guessing probably I think it was like, just like a merchant ship worker, or something. Or like just a ship worker. Yeah, yeah. Like just just a just just a hardworking uh, man of the space. Yeah. Which is um, why like part of me almost wonders if it was more that he left on a job and then like maybe no, the ship, maybe I an accident happened. He left on. I think. Like, yeah, but no. Then the shot of his pretty, mom like sobbing at the din- at the dinner table was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, so yeah, we see that the, Jim's dad never really had much time for him. Like, we just see him like shoving a wooden boat into his hand, like, "Hey, go, kid. Hey, how you doing?" Um, and then we see him like, yeah, he just leaves one day, and Sarah is like distraught, and he's just getting on a boat and never <sighs> comes back. That that shot of her like doubled over the the table, like. They don't. They don't add any motion, so you don't like see her sobbing. I guess, but you you see her shoulders shaking, so you know. Do what you okay? Doing. I'm like, if you're older than like 
ten, you know what's happening. But yeah, the no, shot of her like, like crying. She's got tears in her eyes. Yeah, the like, shot of her like clear. crying over the table just kills me every time. Yeah. So yeah, the, and the montage kind of ends where uh, Silvers and Jim are on this uh, skiff. And Jim is doing his his cool boat tricks, uh, <laughs> and we get the, the, like any scene where Jim and Silver just get to talk is really really good. Yeah, because that's all this scene is. It's just the two of them like banter, not really banter because it's not as fun as that, but like just they're chatting bonding. and bonding. Like, they're having a they're having a conversation. Um, is this is not the one. No, this is not the one where he says like you'll you you've got greatness in your future. No, yeah, that uh, one's a little bit that's later. After, yeah, but this is this is where they like kind of start, you know, because this is where he asked about his dad. Um, like, didn't your dad ever tell you you know how to pick your fights? Like, well, my dad didn't really teach me much yeah. of anything because he fucking left. Yeah, it was more of the <laughs> leave and never come back sort. That was it. Yeah, that was the wording. And then um, like, um, it's always like, oh, <laughs> oh, uh, 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 hey, look, a yeah. change of subject. Yeah, because I forget how they get onto it, but Jim asks, like, you know, what happened to your arm and your leg? <laughs> and in a different world, he would have he'd just look him dead in the eye and be like, "Dude, I was just born like this. Why are you Why are you being rude?" But no, he's like, I, there's, I, I honestly love this line where you you lose, you give up a lot in pursuit of a dream. Yeah, right. And then the fact that like he hasn't by his next line, he clearly hasn't gotten there because Jim's like, "Was it worth it?" And he's like, "Well, I'm hoping it will be." Yeah, it's like open. <laughs> it's an investment. Uh, you invest an arm and a leg, and uh, maybe god. good things will happen. Oh my! God, oh my god! This dream cost him an arm and a leg. No, fuck. Sure did. I um, didn't get that before. Oh my god. Yep. Let's see here. Is this so? This is like transitioning right into this action sequence around the supernova. Yeah. Which, of course. I don't think supernovas happen this fast. It's I think the Disney. although I think they I can't I can never remember. I think supernova the 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 collapse into a black hole might happen that fast, but I can't recall. Um, I would either I'd way that, a that nearby star sense, at least <laughs> a nearby star has gone supernova. And you know, to me, I was like, you know, I think you should be able to if you're a space person if you're on a ship. You should be able to mark on a chart like, "Hey, this star is looking sus." Yeah, right. Uh, it's getting very, it's right. getting very big and very red. I think we should maybe try to avoid this star um, for a bit. But no, but no, the the star explodes and uh, is immediately collapsing into a black hole under its own gravity, and it's pulling them in. So it's all hands on deck. I mean, there's not a and whole then, lot to say about this action sequence. Yeah, I like it. It's it's good action. It's a fun action sequence to watch because it's just another one of those things where like the camera is like swiveling all over the boat as you just see everyone running around and doing all of their all of their stuff. But um, it adds to the mood stuff. too because it kind of makes you tense. Like, what's going to happen? Like, if yeah. you haven't seen the movie before. But then so, the cl- yeah. but then the definitely not evil guy <laughs> shows yeah. up again. Very trustworthy guy. I, I don't know if I the super nice Mister Scrope. <laughs> Honestly, if I was even if that guy wasn't super suspicious, if I was Amelia, I wouldn't let the crab guy near the ropes. I would have him do something else. Yeah, right. Like an I think we can assume happen. that like her intention was elsewhere, like trying not to die. Oh yeah, true. Sure. But like, 
you know, so she has um, Jim check all of the safety, uh, the safety lines, which he does, and you know, re, you know, reties them, and they're all really good. But Scrote, like, well, what if, uh, this this big stone guy? He could prove a problem for a mutiny. He's very large. Um, what do I just snip? Tossed him into a black hole, um, which is a horrible way to go. Yeah, they that call man, it they call it spaghettification, and yeah, mm, you mm-hmm. don't don't think about his fate. It's very bad. Yeah, um, no. But also, this thing doesn't seem to act like a normal black hole. Obviously, it's Disney, but you know, it's like spewing stuff out. Yeah, it's like sending out um, like these, I guess, waves of energy or something. Yeah, and Doppler realizes, <laughs> all right, what we can do is like unfurl the sails because they furl it so they don't get buffeted <laughs> around um and ride this wave out of the black holes like gravity um and they do so and everyone's happy but the meal is like all right well where's mr arrow and Scrote comes up his hat and his in his claw and is like oh well you know he he fell in the the safety line wasn't wasn't tied right enough I will say this. I like that Amelia doesn't immediately turn on Jim. Yeah. She, like, understands shit happens. Yeah. She's just kind of disappointed in him, but, like, isn't going to be like, you you fucking did this on purpose. Like, no. I mean, she flat out said he knew the risks, as did we all. Yeah, yeah and like, that's the other thing is, like, they don't have her break down. They don't have her just be completely unaffected. I feel like they... I feel like she found a really good balance of she's, yeah, she, clearly she this hurts her, but him. she has to carry on. She eulogizes him. She's very sad, but like she's not gonna like she's the captain. She's not gonna like cry in front of all these guys. She's gonna she's gonna lock herself in a room and then cry. Yeah, right. She's gonna go find herself um, a bottle of wine, and they're not gonna see her for the rest of the day. Yep. Um. And this is this really <sighs> hits Jim hard though. Like. Because he's he is obviously blaming himself. He does not know that Scroat snipped the line, um, and you know he's he's feeling really bad about it. Just, um, uh, you just you want to you want to hold him. Yeah, Silver finds him after all of that, and I was like, listen, he's like because the like I fuck I fucked up so bad. Like, why am I even here? I I all I do is just ruin everything. All I do uh, is break shit. And again, my and, mom's life. And again, in a shot that like I honestly wasn't expecting to see in this movie because it is ultimately a kids movie. They have him like just collapse his head into Silver's uh Silver's belly and like yeah, just like start the fact crying. That he looks around to make sure nobody's looking like oh shit yeah. and then he hugs Jim. It's like, "Oh." And this is the part where he says like, well, "You're going to be I you there's greatness in you, lad. I will I will gladly uh, I will bask in the light you put off once you once you uh once you really shine." And he gives him a hug. God, that like, that quote and the one that we'll be discussing towards the end, that literally makes me still like well up when I hear it just cuz it's like, uh I know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too big to admit. I did. I did well up a bit at the end of this movie. It, right. it works really well. Like Silvers and Jim do have a very real and convincing relationship, and they don't overplay it too, which I know no. too. But they play yeah. it yeah, like, right. They play it good they, now, and they play it good at the end. And like, yeah, Jim uh, Silvers gives him a hug and like sends him off. Um. So this is what like the next morning, 
Jim gets woken up, and Morph uh, sends him on a, on a little. They play a little game, and he ends up in a barrel beneath one of the uh, one of the decks, Who which did? just happens to be where the mutinous Silver's crew meets. <laughs> yeah, of course, where they discuss their mutiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and of course, Silver's is not happy with Scrote at all. No. Oh no. He is like you, fucking piece of shit. What was that? What you? What you, you think? Pulling shit like shit that. Up. Um and and but of course Scrote saw that shit on the deck the other night. He's like, "You've gone soft, Captain. I see you. I've seen you. You know, doting on that shitty little cabin boy." Um and and Silver's of course is like, "Well, listen, fucking he, he he ain't shit to me. I'm Long John Silver's. I'm fucking. I'll I'll kill anybody. Fuck you. I've got a gun in my arm and a sword. <laughs> I know. I love it. How." I know, I love it how he never has to, like, reach and grab anything. His arm always just, like, flips over into whatever it is he needs. Just... Yep. Again, just, um, they did a really good job of, like, planning out how this thing is going to act for him. And, of course, Jim hears all of this. Um, and it fucking and... destroys yeah. him again. Like, there was always going to be a reveal. You know, every, the, the liar revealed thing... This is different because it's like a purposeful deception by Silvers and it's dramatic irony. But, you know, there's always a guy, there's always like a miscommunication part of a lot of movies where people just get mad at each other for no, for like stupid reasons. Um, and to, to drive, it's a cheap way to drive conflict forward. But this is really good where he like overhears it, runs into him on the stairs, and they have this moment of realization like, ah, shit. It's like Silver's trying to find out exactly how much Jim heard, and Jim's like, this dude's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, no, this yeah. This dude is a pirate. He burned down my mom's inn. He is after the map. Which I have, um, or which I know where it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's, mut- it's mutiny time, baby. Time to go. He grabs, Change like... Change plan, lads. We move now. Yeah, Jim grabs, like, like a little pair of scissors or something? I think it's just, like, a tool that's laying around. Okay, just, yeah. it's I don't know. It's something sharp enough that he stabs him in the leg. It's like toenail clippers or something. <laughs> and just jabs it into the pneumatic part of uh, I mean, Silver's it leg. It does work. So, yeah, it's full mutiny now. Amelia and Doppler. Amelia grabs a rifle. Yeah! She's out to fucking murk these guys. Like, no, we're not. We're not fucking. We're not fucking around here. I'm going to shoot them. Um, and she 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 hands Doppler like a gun, like a like a flint lug. Said, "You know how to use this?" <laughs> Immediately, like, oh, yeah, sure. And then, yeah, he, he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, of course I know how to use this." Then he like misfires at a wall and says, "I don't know how to use this at all." <laughs> oh sure, I've I don't seen know why or I said read. That. Uh, um... <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, "I don't know why I said that." Um, I'll be so right they're back. Running. I gotta step away from mm-hmm. the phone real quick. I'll be right back. I guess I'll just continue on with describe because there's not a lot to describe. It's just an, it's just an action scene yeah. where uh, Amelia does a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, Amelia gets to be awesome flips, for a couple minutes. Uh, does some cool shots. Doppler manages to hit something he was aiming for. <laughs> I know. I love the exciting. I love the. Were you actually aiming at that? And he goes, "You know, actually, I was." Um, and Jim. <laughs> Is fighting with Morph over the uh, over the ball over the map. Yeah, because um, Morph doesn't know what's going on. He's basically a puppy. He's just like, Morph, oh, it's a ball. I'll Morph play around. Is, yeah, Morph is just puppy. He thinks it's funny game. Um, 
And there's this great scene where it's 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 Silver's in the gym <laughs> and Morph is in the metal, and they're both like, "Come to pop, but I come know, on!" I know, like again with Morph basically being a dog. This just comes down to two guys on like opposite sides of a room trying to call the the dog to them. Yeah. By the way, I feel like this movie has a very high body count. Um, yeah. Because a bunch of those guys definitely fell into space and died. Yeah, like a like three or four of them fell like toward the planet when Doppler. I'm not really sure what he what it was that he shot, but it was heavy enough it broke a hole open. So like we, yeah, we get those guys who fall towards the planet into space and definitely died. Uh, we've got Scrote who floats away into space um, and eventually and dies. dies. Uh, we've got and Arrow. We've got these. We got Arrow who we, let's not talk about that. Yeah, no. And then we've got the guys who fall into lava at the end. And we oh see the shit! Splashes. Right. Oh my so, like, god, you're all right. Silver's crew, except for like three of them, all died. Oh. I'm pretty sure the fart slug dies. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think he does. I, he must fun because we don't see him anymore. The, uh, fun fact about the the uh, pirates dying is the people who worked in the film have admitted that they killed off the pirates that were the hardest to draw. That's fair. <laughs> that's really that's really funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna do anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely get that. I thought but for yeah, a second so... you were going to say fun fact about the fart slug, and I was like, oh, here we go. No, yeah, and no, actually, I'm secret... sure fart, I think the fart slug survives. I'm pretty sure he pops up at the end. Does he? Uh, that's true. I think, yeah, I I think, think he, he seems pretty easy to draw. I think, let's see. I know the really big guy dies. Yeah. Uh, I know the... Yeah, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of people die in this movie. I know um, um, the lady who's just a head and legs, she lives. The dude with, like, ten eyes lives. And I think those two guys who are like collectively a body, I think they both live. Yeah, because yeah. they do so. the whole. Yeah, because Delbert has like a moment with that one with the big brutish guy later. <laughs> yeah, weirdo. <laughs> so, like, uh, while they're while they're flying away, uh, they land a shot on the skiff and it explodes and injures uh, Amelia. Yeah. Somehow they can't show it. Um, she has her arm in a sling. I'm not entirely sure Something what happened. I think it passed. The way that she holds her side and her arm, I think it, like, it passed between her side and her arm and nicked both. Okay, Obviously, she was hit by shrapnel, but they can't show that. Yeah. The blood. Um, there was a rumor not... that they were going to animate the blood, but they decided not to. Cause That's fair. Cowards. Eisner came out, you can't, you cannot show the sexy cat girl bleeding all over this boat. We're Disney, damn it. No, the thigh-high boots are fine. They're not That's even good. thigh highs, dude. Like, oh my god. They're they're very high. Those are very. <laughs> they're the tallest boots in all the land. The stiletto thigh-high boots. Gotta make her more svelte. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, they they crash on Treasure Planet. Um, Amelia is injured, and Doppler is doing his best to help her. He's not that kind of doctor. <laughs> they, there is a fucking Star Trek yeah, reference there later. Where he's, Dang it, man. I'm, a, I'm says, an astronomer, not a doctor. Yeah, it's, and then he like screws it up. I'm not he's that like, kind of doctor, anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dang it, Jim, I'm an astronomer, not a doctor. Well, I mean, I have a doctorate, but... <laughs> but it's not the kind where you can actually help people. It's the kind, the, just the kind where you stand around being useless. <laughs> I'll say this. I think the, like, romantic arc between Doppler and Amelia is kind of dumb. Like, I eh, like how they play it out, though, because they don't bring a yes. ton of attention to it. Like, yeah. that's not I think, the point. Yeah, I think the kids at the end are a bit much. Mm. 
I'm not going to um, do it now, but at the end, I have something really, really funny that was taken out about the kids, but I'll wait till the end. Oh, no. Okay. I'm a little worried um, now. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's, uh, of course, that's fine. It's just, it's a bit much at the end, but in the movie itself, it's fine. Um, so, Jim goes out to find, uh, well, they, well, first they realize that the map they have is Morph. Um, yeah. So they don't have the map. And again, Morph thinks it's more. hilarious because, again, he's yeah, basically he's, a puppy. Because he's, he's, he's baby. Um, and so Jim goes out to, like, look for something and finds... Oh, uh, God. Ah, uh, yeah, we're here now. We're here now. Uh, it's time mm-hmm. for the Martin Short robot. Yeah. It's time for Nero to die a little inside for the next so for this, rest of the movie. So... <laughs> The third act of this movie is kind of marred by this. He's really, really annoying. God. Like, really annoying. Um, and once again, like I said, it is so transparently a thing where, like, we need a funny guy. Put a funny guy in it. Where like, the fuck are all these, like, character actors in this movie? What is this bullshit? Like, the one thing he actually does is he gives the one bit of exposition shortly about the secret of treasure <laughs> planet, but they could have done that with like anybody. Yeah. Else. That could have been, that could have been anything. That could have been a note on Flint's corpse. That could have been like a right. warning in scroll. It like, been like a we scroll do not need that was we, in his hand. Yeah. We or like, do not need this. Anything like, else. Yeah. Uh, I just, mm. so we, you got like, it, it is so clear. Like when you look at all of the rest of the casting, it is so clear that this was shoehorned in. Yeah. Like I said, it's all character actors and like Joseph Gordon Levitt and people who are like good. <laughs> and then you have fucking Martin short, just like fucking hammered into the third act to be quote unquote funny. And like, I'm sure Martin short is fine. Yeah, Nothing against him when he is not like, forced to be the funny Robin Williams guy in this movie. Yeah, because, yeah, that's... Like said, it's clearly what they were going for. They were going for Danny DeVito. They were going for Robin Williams. It is extremely egregious. I will say it is not the worst example of Disney doing this. But the it's worst example is the Gargoyles and uh, Hunchback. <gasps> yeah. I don't yeah. remember they... them, like, at all, so... Cannot say. The Hunchback only thing I like about the gargoyles is when they had the Wizard of Oz throw out during the big battle scene. Yeah, like they Martin like the Martin Short robot is all he does is be annoying and like fuck shit up. And that's it. He is not helpful or or like have an emotional arc like the genie. Um he's not even like you know like, like I said, he's not helpful. At least the gargoyles were, like, helpful. Yeah, plus he's got and, the, and... the Dory problem going on, where, like, he says he doesn't remember anything and will comedically not remember shit, but then when it's convenient, it's he'll remember kind of vaguely enough that they can, like, piece it together. It's... And yeah. it's I like, guess Disney but... thought that they, I guess, severely, like, underestimated kids paying attention. They're like, here, if we put him this funny robot, they'll pay attention. And I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... By your own description, it did work. I think earlier you were describing showing a kid, you know, one of uh, your nephews living Treasure Planet repeatedly, and they just kept replaying all of the Ben bits. Well, that's true. Forever, like it. I guess it did work, um, but it's not good for the film. Yeah, like right. Um, but they realize Jim realizes, oh, this 
stupid, horrible, unfunny robot probably knows something about the secret of this place. So they go to his house. Uh, the whole thing is that his like memory core is missing, and so his mind is all weird. Yeah. So they have um, like wires hanging out the back of his head to make him look crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they bring all of the all of the you know they bring Amelia and and Doppler to this hut, and uh, and obviously Ben calls Silvers and his crew over upon seeing them, and this is where we get the uh, the parlay <sighs> between Jim and Silvers. Another really good scene. Yeah. Here. Which. <laughs> this whole time I'm just like what if Jim just blasted him in the fucking face right here right end of movie and like, <laughs> roll credit Sil- Silvers is trying to get like, I, I didn't mean any of that shit I said listen I just had to I, Scrote <laughs> is a real piece of shit um, and like I had to I had to appear tough for them but like I'm, I still want to share this treasure with you man alright so let just help me find it, and you will you will be rich beyond your wildest imaginations. And Jim's like, mm, that's a that's a pretty good point. Counterpoint, uh, no, fuck you. <laughs> Counterpoint, eat my ass. Um, I have the map, and you don't. Like I think he even tells um, him something like, this uh, this cyborg I know told me to stay the course, so that's what I'm gonna do, or something like that. Like yeah, you're, yeah, it's really good. Um, and well, I don't know if he says he has the map, but but Silver's demands the map. Um, by well, nightfall or whatever, and then like, oh yeah, uh, get uh, he. Um, that's right. He takes fucking uh, Doppler and Amelia hostage. Right? Or is that later? No, that's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's later. He for right now he is. Uh, get me the map, or I'm just gonna send my guys in, and we're gonna fucking. Uh, no, he tells them he's that. gonna like blow them up from the ship, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, go ahead and just risk the destroying the map. Sure. Um, Jim's like, ah, shit. Map is on the the boat. It's in some some rope. Um, so I am going to do a sneaking mission dun, and dun, take dun, dun, the. Uh, dun, dun, I'm going to go up to the dun, boat. I'm going to get. Dun, dun, I'm going to get the map, and for good measure, I'm going to disable the cannons. And Ben says, "I'm going to come too." Why? Fuck why? you. That's why. Reason. Four shenanigans. Like. There you I go. guess because Doppler doesn't want to leave Amelia alone. And Amelia can't go, because all of her organs are hanging out of her body, whatever the <laughs> fuck. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, obviously, there's, like, stupid shenanigans with Doppler being loud, or um, with, with Ben being loud, and uh. alerting people, and, and fucking around with the, 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 the circuit breaker as he tries to disable the... Um, the cannons and it becomes alien for a little bit of the movie yeah as yeah, does. is hunting jim through the the depths of this boat um and like you know ba- trying to kill him so eventually uh ben disables the cannon uh, after turning out the lights disabling the artificial gravity doing a bunch of other stupid shit yeah which the gravity part Actually, that does remind me of, like, the the gravity part at the beginning of the movie was kind of neat. Everyone just, like, hovering for a little bit. And Amelia not oh, even yeah. bothered. Just... Oh, yeah. She's, she's done this a million times before. Also, there's the very good part where she tells Doppler to brace yourself. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, as they're about to take off. And he's like, what are you... I'm, I'm bracing. And he just fucking flings right back towards the wall <laughs> while she's just, you know, standing there completely fine. Badass. Um, so he gets the map. He... <laughs> Send Scrote yeah. uh, to die in the depths of space. Yeah, they have this whole anti-gravity fight as, like, Jim is, like, kind of slowly falling up the mast and, like, hanging on by the flat, 
by the ship's flag and like Scrooge starts like trying to cut the rope so that he'll like float off and he's like he does this whole tell er- or tell arrow I said hi or something like that and yeah. Jim like fucking flips around and kicks him into the flag so he gets like tangled up in that and like starts just floating off and he- <laughs> so yeah. Scrooge's gone he's dead um eventually Scrooge stopped thinking there it is um <laughs> So he comes back, and you know I got the map, and and so and Silvers, who is obviously woken up and and uh, tied up Amelia and Doppler, goes great. <laughs> now uh, I got the map. You, now I have the map. And so we get uh, we he's he's uh, forcing Jim to uh, to kind of well well he's gonna well someone's like well, why don't we just kill this little shit? He's caused us so much trouble, but uh, then Silvers can't open the map. He doesn't know how to. Um, and Jim's like, well, hey, listen, looks like you kind of need me, uh, to open this thing up. Yeah, which this I don't really get, because, like, if it were just, like, other people aren't as good at figuring out the right combination, I feel like I'd get that. But it doesn't even, like, move for Silver. I think his, I think his hands are too big. (gasps) Okay, I'll accept that. That's good. (laughs) He's got, like, big hands. He can't press the buttons very well. Um, it's like when you're trying to use a very small phone. When you got big hands and it's like not really working, and you keep accidentally pressing all the buttons and like opening a million apps that you don't want to open. Okay, like, okay, yeah, I'll accept that. That <laughs> that's the new canon. Course, that's what it is. And of course, none of none of us are like crew of freaks is going to be able to do it. Half of them don't have hands. Yeah. Um, some of them are all hands. So really, like, what are you going to do? Uh, anyway. They they follow the the map. The map is kind of leading them to. It's like a. It turns into this like uh, line that they follow. Yeah. Through the the jungle. It turns into a video game waypoint. And we finally learn Flint's great secret as they come to the precipice of a cliff. And uh, and and Jim plugs the map into this depression. Oh here. no! Oh no! First first, <laughs> Jim finally realizes. Oh, the treasure is buried. Inside the planet, and we find out... No, no, no. Well, first, that that's actually second. So, first, he plugs the map in, and a big portal opens and shows us a bunch of cool tech... Demos. Oh, no, that's not where I was going. Um, I was... When he first figures out, wait, what if it's inside the planet? And we realize just how oh, right, dumb well, yeah, Silver's crew been. is. Because they try yes. to, like, dig through... They've, they've run themselves to a cliff that's, like, clearly solid metal, and, like, these three idiots idiot members of the crew one of them tries to take a pickaxe to it and the others just try to like claw at it and like no one of them grabs a shovel and two grab a pickaxe that were just lying around yeah. like they were just sitting there i uh, mean, point for shit, to to yeah, I mean they, they want that treasure they're gonna get it but yeah but yes, so it's like a quick captain. shot of all of them trying and like knocking themselves out because they're fucking stupid so captain flint has a portal um, that he could use to travel to any points in space, which is how he was so successful a pirate and why he never got caught. I love... Because he could appear out of nowhere and, and disappear without a trace. I love that there's no um, explanation for this. Did Flint make it? Did he find it? Did someone else make it that, that used nah, it for stuff? We don't cool. know. It's just yeah. cool pirate shit. I don't think they really... I think if they had tried to explain it, it would have taken away from the movie. I don't think they really needed to for that. Exactly, yeah. I just and, It's just it's a thing that's here, and they just have to deal with it now, and I... I really like that they didn't yeah. try to over-explain. And they press a bunch of stuff, and you know, like I said, it's all a bunch of cool tech demos, <laughs> uh, and also uh, his home planet. 
But then he presses Treasure Planet on it, and it opens up to the Treasure Core. Which The is... core of this planet is solid gold. Yeah, which, and side Lava. note, if uh, for anyone that's played Kingdom Hearts 3, this it kind of looks like one of the Treasure Spheres. Do what? I said, do I need to plug my ears before you start talking Kingdom Hearts? No, you're good. One of the things in, like, one of the, like, environmental things in, uh, in the space between worlds in number three are these, like, treasure spheres that you can find and do, like, a little treasure mini game to get prizes from. Oh. And it kind of looks like that, so I almost wonder if they drew on, drew on this in designing those or something, because it looks real similar. But that could also just surprised. be me. It wouldn't surprise so me. But yeah, so they're, they're in this treasure core, and everyone is like, holy shit, that's a lot of gold. Um, and, you know, they're, the, the Silver's crew is, it shows us them, uh, all, every single one of these dipshits tripping a laser trip wire. Um, because I guess nobody, nobody thought, oh, as, as much, as much gold as this guy had, he probably would have installed yeah, like some no kind of security. As notorious as he supposedly was. Yeah. <laughs> So like, they're going around. The first thing uh, I'd have done is check the floor for a tripwire and then look around everywhere else. I'd have been rolling like so many perception checks just before I even set foot in this place. So yeah, obviously. But you know, ever while while Silver's and his crew are just are Scrooge McDucking in this <laughs> vast fortune, um, Jim is like, all right, well, I'm out of here. This is this this seems bad. So he found he finds Flint's like ship. Um, among the treasure, which is a big ass uh, skeleton, Captain Flint, just hanging out. Yep, Ben and Ben and uh, Jim find Flint. He's there. Uh, he's been dead for a very yeah, long this, time. It wasn't. It wasn't super clearly communicated at the beginning, um, just with how the hologram thing was set up. But he, Flint must have been a big dude because, like, Jim oh. comes to I yeah. think about chest height on him. Sitting down. Yeah, and he's yeah he is like slumped against a a pillar, and he is huge, big space dragon man. Um, but yeah, he also finds Ben's he finds Ben's brain <laughs> in Flint's uh hand, pulls it out, plugs it in, and Ben's like, oh, "What was I doing? Oh shit! Right, uh, this place is booby trapped, and if anyone steps in here, it'll explode because Flint was a paranoid asshole." And then immediately um, after he's done saying it. And then immediately, uh, the core starts falling apart. Um, yeah, obviously, this is a classic. The the horde of treasure, the the pirate dies with the horde of treasure, unwilling to uh, to use it for anything. I think they even did this in the Goonies. Give it up. Oh yeah, it's like it, the, listen, Treasure Island is a very old story, and uh, all of the things in it have have been iterated on forever and ever. It's a classic trope. But uh, then, you know, uh, yeah, things start blowing up and everyone is uh, uh, the pirates are all still, you know, lost in their gold reverie. And, uh, (laughs) you know, a few of them fall into a lava lake. Uh, While all this is going on, we cut back to Amelia and Doppler in the skiff uh, being guarded by the big slug man. And it's a really good scene where Doppler and Amelia are talking, you know, Doppler is like, I didn't do shit. I was so useless. I mean, he's like, no, you were, you were, you are not useless. You were very smart. You, you did a lot of stuff there. You shot that thing. Um, and Doppler like throws his hands up and realizes, oh, I have very small wrists. <laughs> I know, I love it. He's like, I'm just a useless idiot with very small wrists. Very small wrists. <laughs> um, and so he he goads this pirate 
Oh uh, my god, I love his over. insult here. I wrote it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's like, uh, I have a question, my good sir, my my my, my uh, good good man. Uh, is your head so small because your your body is so huge and and freakish, or? Does your head just look that way because your body is so huge? Yeah, like, I'm I'm confused here. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I wrote down guy... I wrote down the exact wording. It's very good. Oh. Is it that your body is too massive for your teeny tiny head, or is it that your head is too tiny for your big fat body, or too teeny yep. tiny for your big fat head? Wait. And he walks over, uh, and, and Doppler, and he's like, "What'd you say?" And Doppler just puts a gun <laughs> in his belly. Is it yours? <laughs> Like, he's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. You know, you're exactly right. You're probably gonna, but first, is this yep. yours? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, he frees himself and Amelia and ties up that guy. Meanwhile, everything is going to shit uh, down in the planet's core. It's all it's all great googly moogly. It's all gone to shit. Uh, yeah. Um, everyone like the pi- <laughs> after like three dudes fall in lava and die the rest of silver's crew is like you know what i'm good. all right we're outy bye yeah and so i was like you fucking cowards how dare you we we got here we got to the treasure you gotta you gotta stay for that um and like so that he and jim have a bit of a fight as jim is trying to get this skiff up and running because silver's once on uh, at some point, Jim gets, like, knocked on... Yeah. He gets, like, thrown off of a cliff and is hanging uh, precariously from, from a bit of metal. And, of course, you got the classic dilemma, treasure or sun. Yeah, which, no, before that, uh, after literally all of the other treasure has fallen into a pit of lava, except for what's right here on this skiff. Silver yeah. literally says, I'm not going to let you stand between me and my treasure. And it's like, my man, you realize 99% of it's gone, right? He's all that's left. Um, this, this fucking boat with a bunch of gold on it and a, also a big skeleton yeah. is all that's left. So he's, he's, he's holding the, the boat uh, down with one arm um, to keep it from floating away. And he's also, he, he also realizes, you know, he, he sees Jim hanging by a thread. He's got shit. Um, I gotta save him. Uh, so he tries to, like, like, reach out his hand while still holding on to the boat. Yeah. Um, as it is being like torn up by the these like big core lasers, and obviously he can't reach. And Jim is about to fall. And you know the, it's like themes you see. Um, he he let he he shoves the boat away to catch Jim and pull him up. It's is, is good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he it's he does this thing where like he closes his eyes for a second. He's just like ah, fine, and like tosses the boat, slam, uh, jumps over so he can grab Jim. I forget how they get out. I think they still have time to just I think run. They just, I think they just go through the portal. Yeah, um, and like they have they have the the kind of um, reconciliation where Jim's like you you fucking gave up the treasure you've been after your whole life You're the treasure you like lot, literally lost limbs for Silver says for it's just a lifelong obsession I'll find or it's just a lifelong obsession I'll be fine or something like that Yeah I'll get over it eventually <laughs> That was uh, it So they they run they're back on the the main boat um it's it's been damaged the whole the whole place is going to fucking blow up the whole planet So 
Jim realized that one of their instances with damage, and Mail's like, we can't uh, achieve escape velocity like this. And Jim realizes, oh, we don't need to. We can just use the portal to go straight to Montresor Spaceport. Um, but obviously we gotta touch it to do that. So, do you remember the beginning of the film? Yeah. Because it's like parallels. Which, so, for like a second, Jim, I thought they were gonna do a different thing where someone had to stay behind. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But no, no, Jim is like, alright, uh, Jim, Jim starts trying to make a makeshift skiff thing out of or of solar sailor out of yeah like a piece of, like of metal and an engine scrap metal and 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 and, 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 and emil's like what the fuck are you doing but, but silver's like no 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 what do you need what do you need we need buddy come on i'm right here and he helps them build this thing um and jim fucking does it he stunts his way over to that map and touches he knows exactly where monster is he touches it and uh, they, they go right through that portal right as the fucking planet explodes. Yeah, realistically, yeah, there's the probably spot. some damage to the spaceport by some debris that followed them through the hole. That's fine. Um, <laughs> no one can prove it was there. Yeah, they're home free. Everyone's alive. Uh, Doppler and Amelia share a hug and then look at each other like, what's going on here? And then they're just what like, eh. <laughs> it's, you can see the moment where they're like, yeah, okay. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, we we kind of get all that, and then we uh, we see Silver preparing to uh, escape into the night, obviously, because he does not want to uh, be tried. Uh, as Amelia is uh, like save it. There's a scene earlier where he's like flirting with Amelia on the boat at the very beginnings. Like he's like laying on the fucking compliments, and he tries to do the same thing. When he comes back onto the boat after after they escape the treasure chamber, and she's just like, "Save it for the judge. I don't want to fucking hear it." Yeah. Just his reaction. He's uh, like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's like he's like nervous laughter." And then, hey, uh. <laughs> um, but he's he's preparing to to shove off into the night. But uh, Jim finds him, and this is the scene that almost made me. Cry. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like when Silver's voice cracks, my fr- I almost break. Just mm, mm. um, and he's like, "Listen, man, you like uh, you could come with me. We could just two two buddies with boundless ambition and, and wonderful talent, just going around uh, having adventures. And you, like, what's tying you down? Yeah, and for anyone and who wasn't like, well, I yeah, for anyone who wasn't quite sure, Jim points out that he did have an arc in this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, he does. Like Jim is like, well, yeah, he literally says like, well, listen, I when I was when I got on this boat, maybe it would have gone with you, maybe it would have agreed, but like, I mean, he doesn't even say maybe. He said I would have taken you up on it in a second. Yeah, he's like, but I have, a, I, I can see a future now, and I couldn't before, and and Silver's understands. Yeah, and the the rest yeah, of this conversation, they are they're talking about Silver, but they frame it as like talking about Morph because I don't know, Silver doesn't want to seem too vulnerable right now, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you know, so uh, yeah, they, he uh, he says more funny you stay with him and keep an eye on him. Yeah, um, and it's it's this whole thing of where like Morph like <laughs> I think like just turns into like just a generic dude like saluting like yes sir. Yeah, <laughs> like the Martin Short robot is really bad. The CGI can be look weird at times. At least we don't have to hear course, him talk for the rest of the movie. Yeah, True. he's done. And the plot is, of course, it's just Treasure Island. You've seen it a billion times. It's been a billion stories. Man, this fucking core relationship is just so good. 
Like none of that, none of that shit matters. Yeah, no, it just doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. This movie succeeds on on the merit of this and this alone, pretty much. Right. And like, it's really good. I just wish uh, that there wasn't a Martin Short robot. <laughs> but uh, uh, we get our epilogue here. Yeah, it skips um, ahead. It doesn't tell us how long, but I'm guessing probably like a year or two. At least nine months. Um, yeah, probably more. Um, I did not catch it. Biology. I didn't catch it on my first couple viewings, but uh, as Silver leaves, he does toss Jim like a handful of treasure to rebuild the the binbo. Well, he even, oh, yeah, he even like, says I, for your dear mother. Yeah, yeah, he's like I I managed to. Yeah, it's great. Like he he gives up the last piece, presumably of what he actually managed to grab. Yeah, I assume he um, still has some, but he the point that he, he gave has, some of it to Jim. Yeah, and so uh, we just see. Yeah, the the new and improved Binbo, and we see uh, Amelia cutting the rope and all this stuff. No, it was more. No, it was, yeah, Morph turns it. into a pair of scissors. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, it was it was Morph, but Amelia was there doing the officiate. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and then she's there with the yeah. So yeah, it seems like Jim uh, became an officer of some description. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it's like a year or two because the the suit that he's wearing, I think, is at least the way it looks. I think is supposed to signify that he's graduated from the academy. Yeah. Presumably, he'll be working with Amelia or something. Um, this is where we see Amelia and Doppler's kids. Yeah, and they do the thing that I don't... That always... I mean, it's an easy choice yeah, to make, but it, the one it's that annoys so me where it's stupid. like... That's the boys. Yeah, the boys look just like the dad, and the daughters look just okay, like okay. the mom. No, 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 no. There's actually an explanation for that. Oh, no. No, and also, this is going into the trivia that I mentioned earlier about the kids. But first oh, off, no. um, the creators did come out and say that their little backstory is that Amelia and Delbert are actually the same species, but it's a species where the males resemble dogs and the and the females resemble cats. So that in that case, the kids' gender makes sense because that's okay. how their species is confirmed to be. Okay, I'll, I guess. I guess. That's now, still as far stupid, as the other, I guess. no, 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 no. Yeah. Now, now, as far as the other, the other trivia that I mentioned before. Uh-oh. There was a deleted okay. line. No. That if had left in. No. Would have revealed that Delbert had the babies. Oh, wait. Crap. No, this sounds familiar. Oh my no. Crap. I didn't hear about this. Oh, my God. Delbert right. would have seahorsed the babies if they had left that line in. I mean, clearly he's the one getting pegged. So, like, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'm just saying what we're all thinking. Yeah, but you said it. I'm brave enough to say it. <laughs> You're all cowards. Okay, so and so okay, is this movie for not saying it. All right, so we're calling it bravery now. That's what we're going with. Okay. Yeah, something. Uh, I'm brave. Um, no, brave is a difficult call. It. I, I still think the baby stuff is kind of stupid. It's, yeah, it's, it's mad. But, I mean, but at least they didn't make it like a whole big thing it was just it was kind of yeah. thrown in like they didn't it was in the background like, yeah okay you know what that's cute now if they made like a big fucking deal about it that'd been one thing it's yeah. just like okay cool they have babies but the focus is still on jim and now sarah and and we the can we kind of end with uh jim seeing silver's silhouette in the clouds yes watching over yeah him. and that's i like that. that's treasure planet which like i gotta wonder do you think silver ever i mean there's no sequels i so it's not like we'd ever find out. But do you think Silver ever tries to, like, swing by and say hi to him at any point? Because, I mean, I if he did, he'd probably get arrested. But I he feel like he'd try. 
Like I think he would have. He would have found some way to get around it. Yeah. So yeah, that's Treasure Planet. You know, I've already made my thoughts pretty clear. I, I was pretty much completely unmoored from any, like, nostalgic attachment to this movie because I never saw it. Um, but I still really enjoyed it. I thought the the parts that didn't work, yeah, they're very apparent and uh, kind of annoying at parts. But, man, it's the when the core of a movie is strong, it can be flawed and still weird. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's very, very strong core, very good... So, uh, very good cinematography, aside from some parts where the backgrounds and such don't look great. Also, it just looks cool. Oh, it, it does. It super does. Sick. I love the aesthetic on this movie so much. Like, I don't know. It's good. Good movie. First one that I've watched on this podcast. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't care whatever kind of warped relationship you have with Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Steven. That movie's fucking bad. I know it's bad. I know. I know this. Simply no good. And yet you keep making us wash things like Million Dollar Duck. The Cheech Marin rat, Steven. Don't you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Hey, you know what? I'm not the... I'm not the... Shut up. Yeah, exactly. You can't throw a single movie back (laughs) at me yet. (laughs) (laughs) And Nero, you haven't... We'll get your first choice here in a minute, so it's not like I can... That's true. But I can assure you it's certainly not going to be anything fucking bad. (laughs) I did not go digging for, like, the weird decom that didn't choose, like, I built a boyfriend or whatever the fuck that movie is called. I don't know. I do want to try to get into some decoms here soon. I might pick one. Oh, we're going to get into some decoms. We're going to get into some of that because those movies are strange. Dude, no. Have you... Yeah. We have two separate... Cat, there are two separate decoms that are about a boy turning 13 thereabout and finding out he's actually a mythical creature. This happens what? twice. What? There's one called the luck of there's one called the luck of the Irish where if you ever saw that show Psych, uh, Detective Lassiter from it plays a leprechaun. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, because Jesus. in that one it's the kid turns I think 13 and he finds out he's a leprechaun. Like he finds out <laughs> he finds out like his mom is from like a long line of leprechauns and I guess like when they come of age they'll start to like actually take on the leprechaun traits. Well, so over the course of it he's like turning fucking, into a leprechaun. Don't fucking use all of our material. Don't don't say anything more. Don't and then, we're obviously gonna watch this next time your choice rolls around. Let so, me be, like, come on. Let me be traumatized in due time. That one would uh, actually be a good pick somewhere around St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> we have questions, don't we? We have yes, we do have a couple questions. We got four in Discord. Uh, we didn't get any on Twitter. All right, so let's start with Discord then. Uh, from Casey, first one we've got from her is: What song plays over a montage of you growing up and or bonding with your coworker? I don't bond with my coworkers. <laughs> I don't talk to them. <laughs> That's how I like it. We are in separate orbits doing our own thing. Uh, song though, I don't know. I don't really think about that stuff. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a song that is like about bonding and togetherness yeah. and finding your place in the world. If I had to pick like a montage song, I don't know about growing up like from child to adulthood, but maybe like part of adulthood. I like I would do. I would have if I had to pick. I would do Little Wonders by Rob Thomas from that the, is the that's a good soundtrack. choice. 
Um, if we're talking bonding slash coming of age, I feel like um, Strangers Like Me from Tarzan is also a good one. Ooh, that is a good one. Plus, it's fucking Phil Collins. And son, or Son of Man, if you're going from Tarzan, too. That would be probably yeah. a good one. I don't my Spotify here. I'm not... Fine, let's see. If it was me and Stephen bonding, it'd probably be like Yakety Sax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, I I got nothing for this one. Sorry, Casey. for for me and Echo at work, probably like the Dexter's Lab theme. Yes, mm. yes, I can see that. Uh, the second question she asks here is, "What are you going to? Where are you going to bury your most valuable treasure?" No particular reason why. Certainly not planning anything devious. It's in my backyard. Not Come at me. I am going to bury it uh, in the Texas Panhandle Ooh. because no one goes up there. <laughs> no one wants to go up there. My, my joke answer is it's in my backyard. Fucking come get it. Uh, realistically, my father-in-law has a shop that's like semi-remote where he keeps his dump truck and also where he goes when he just doesn't want to be around people for a while. So I feel like if I buried it somewhere on that property, it would probably be pretty decent. Yes. Maybe I would hide it in something. Maybe I would like hollow out, um, hollow out a fucking Dreamcast or something <laughs> and hide it in there I, and put it in a. Oh my god! I literally have um, a a little like it's a book safe. Literally, just I mean, it is what it it is what it says on the tin. It's a little safe made to look like a book. That uh, when Grayson turned one, we had a bunch of family members write him letters so that or for him to open when he turns eighteen, and so that's what I'm keeping them in. Is this little <laughs> this little safe that's made to look like a copy of the Oxford English Dictionary? <laughs> that's pretty good. It is. I love book safes. It's just a very good concept to me. Right. That's also a book no one opens anymore because you can just look it up on exactly. Your phone, so it's perfect. So actually, no, I changed my answer. That's what it would be. Is I would have a library in my house where half of the books are just safes <laughs> that have all my valuables in them. I would say for my treasure, for joke answer, I would hide it in Florida and let Florida man protect it. Matt. Because <laughs> uh, ain't nobody getting near that without, you know, their face getting eaten. Um, mm-hmm. For serious, I would probably say I would hide it with, like, my kitchen babies because, one, you can't move any of them without making noise, which would alert whoever wait. was nearby. And also wait, with your what? My kitchen babies. Your what? You need... What is Expand. that? My, 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 like, most treasured or prized collection of my kitchen stuff. So, like, my cast iron skillets, my Dutch oven, and my oh. slicer. Oh, I thought this was my, like my, my, my treasured cookware, but because one your Dutch oven is your baby. I thought this was like a specific type of knickknack that was just called kitchen babies. I was like, what nope, is this? Nope, yeah, I my, thought that was like my a... cast iron skillets, my bright red Dutch oven, and my mandolin slicer, which is already <laughs> deadly by itself. And right? then you also can't move any of them because all but the slicer are cast iron. So if you move them, they're going to make noise. Me. And also because I am very territorial over them, anyone who goes anywhere near them without permission is a prone to getting stabbed, shanked, or smacked anyway. So. <laughs> the third question, would you rather be a cat person or Breed a dog Steven. person? I'm okay. 
cat person or dog person? Uh, cat person. They have like cooler abilities. I this think this is fair. I would say like you can. Oh no, yeah. You can be acrobatic. You can be like you can see in the dark. Uh, you've got built-in weaponry. I don't know. It's, it seems like a pretty good deal. I alternatively would say dog person. Um, both have got very expressive ears, which is good to me, but I do like the idea of being able to wag my tail when I'm happy. <laughs> this is the only reason for the choice, I'm not even gonna lie. Well, because when a cat does it, it usually means they're pissed. <laughs> yes. I would also choose cat person, mostly because cats are, for the most part, I know there's always the exception, but for the most part, they are fairly graceful and nimble, and giving how prone I am, I would like to have at least a little bit natural <laughs> inclination to not do that. Yeah. Well, plus you already are a cat person. Right. See? <laughs> I, I get the joke, Stephen. Good. <laughs> and finally, our last question from Deep Sea uh, on Discord. Question from a friend. What's wrong with Jim's face? Why does it go so off? Hey, I did. Yeah. Hey, he's going I through his awkward that. teenage years, okay? Be nice. No, but it's like, I it did... bugs me, though, because it's like his face is so weird and blocky yeah. in frames and angles. Like, one angle, he'll look fine, and then he turns, and it's like, where the fuck is your nose, dude? That and, like, he's he got looks... this little, like, line under his eye that, like, can't decide what side of his face it wants to be on. Yeah, everyone else in this movie, for the most part, looks very Disney-esque. Jim? Jim looks really different. I don't know what it is. It's a weird animation style. It's like his eyes, like, in some frames, they're too far apart. It does. It looks like they're stuck on the front of his face. Yeah, like, I, I look at um, Silver or Amelia... And like, oh, that's a Disney character. Yeah. The way they move, the way. Yeah, the aliens, the way they move, the way they animate. Like, okay, the, the, this is a Disney style of animation. Jim is his face is like when when you compare him to other like handsome Disney heroes of the past, right? It it doesn't really. It's very different. It's just, it's um, weird. It's not bad, but it's it's weird. It's kind of it's off putting. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's, a good way to put it. It, it. it is almost a DreamWorks-esque <laughs> style in how blocky it is, right? Kind of, yeah. And I mean, like, Disney, I mean, like, DreamWorks, like, old 2D stuff, like Rodel Dorado and right. Sinbad and all that kind of stuff. I would, like, say, can, I would say even Rodel Dorado wasn't quite it. We need an emoji now that's, like, Jim doing DreamWorks face. Yes. Like, Jim Jim could could fit pretty easily into uh, the Road to El Dorado's yeah. style, I think. Yeah, thinking back, yeah. you're right. I think he could... I mean, he'd still look a little bit off, but I think he would fit yeah. in better than he did in some of the shots in this movie. Honestly, character-wise, yeah. he'd fit into Road to El Dorado fairly well anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If only that was on Disney Plus. Although I shouldn't say that. I should stop talking because I'll, I'll I'll wake up tomorrow and see that Disney has bought DreamWorks. <laughs> right. I was like, nope. Which I like Road That's to funny. El Dorado, so I would I would be down with that. Yeah, that movie's really. It good. is. I mean, it would just, I mean, it guarantee that, that we never finish the list before we die. But no, that movie is very very funny. I love El Dorado. Um, just the yeah. I guess. Alrighty. Is, is, is it time? It is time. I think it is. Is it time for my reveal? Is it time for the prestige? It is. <laughs> for my inaugural pick? Don't fuck this one up. I thought about what I was going to pick. I was like, alright, what'll be my first one? I was thinking back to all of the, the, the Disney movies I have a connection with. Because I, I didn't want to just dig through the, the garbage for my first hey, pick. Hey, this will determine what we think. That's a valid way of choosing. 
I could have just been like, okay, well, I'll just pick like the weirdest looking movie I can find on here and say, so let's watch this fucking garbage. That's a valid way of um, picking your movie. Shut up. That's how Steven but does not it. The first one. <laughs> so I was thinking back on like, well, what what are the, when I was a kid, what are the, what are the tapes I fucking wore out? Um, and there were a few of them. There were there was the Aristocats. I didn't choose that though. That was a good one. Um, when is Father's Day? And there's this year? like a few other a few other things, but one of them that, that stood out to me. So I picked the first movie in a series about a, a plucky little car and the, the things he teaches, the, the people around him. I picked 1968's The Love Bug. Oh, Herbie. Oh, okay, for like half a second, as soon as you said plucky little car, I thought you were going cars, and I was like, That's wait. That's what I thought, No, too. I'm not picking cars. I'm picking Herbie. Okay. The very first Herbie movie. That's right. Um, I watched it a lot as a kid. Like, a lot. I watched that one, and I watched... Um, Herbie rides again a lot. I think the second one. I remember that one because he like gets on a window washing platform and there's shenanigans happening. Huh. But uh, I stuck with the first one because obviously we gotta watch the first one first. We can't skip right to like uh, the the second or third one, or God forbid the Lindsay Lohan one. Oh, uh, Herbie fully loaded from two thousand. <laughs> was that a oh, sequel God, or a remake? At some point, isn't it? It was a reboot. Okay. It was like a, yeah. a, a soft reboot kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, my uh, next time we'll, we'll watch The Love Neat. Bug. And hopefully right. there's nothing too objectionable in it. <laughs> it's from the 60s, though. I mean, we'll find out. And we'll God, discuss it if side, there is. God, side I, note. I, I, I was reading the synopsis, and I was like, oh, there's a Chinese businessman in this, huh? Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll I see mean... how that goes. God, side note, speaking of objectionable shit, um... Not that the movie itself is objectionable. Grayson was watching Dumbo the other day, and I guess my mother-in-law didn't remember anything about the crows. She was like, like she left before the, before it got to that scene, so I couldn't point it out. But like, she was apparently just talking to her, saying to Julie, like, "What? No, they were just imitating jazz musicians." And it's like, no, they weren't. No. One of them's name is Jim. <laughs> yeah, fuck. That's true. Yeah, done. There's all sorts of things, and you go back. And it's like, ooh, yeah. which one thing I will give Disney is they are. I mean, they're not. They're not like specifically putting up the bad movies. Like Song of the South still isn't on Disney Plus, and that probably will never be, which is understandable. But they're putting notices on on the front of some of these movies, like talking about like this was culturally insensitive then, and it's not good now. We present this movie to you yeah, as they, it originally was, or whatever. Yeah, the Warner Brothers approach, man. Song, th- their fucking relationship with Song of the South is so funny. They they are constantly trying to just no, don't don't look at it, stop looking. at And yet it. they still have Splash Mountain at but, their parks. Well, they're cha- they're they're renovating that finally. Are they? Um, yeah, they're changing it to something else. I forget what the the new theming is going to oh. be, but they're they're changing the theming. And also, they have theatrically re-released it a few times. <laughs> so. They can't quite decide this, what they want to do with this that. movie. Is a black spot on our um, history, and we're ashamed of it. But hey, if you want to pay us fifty, or if you want to pay us a few bucks to see it, like we're not going to say no. And honestly, it's <laughs> it's probably easier to find Song of the South than it is to find the Black Cauldron. Um, they're I think they're more ashamed of that than of Song of the South. And that's just a movie that didn't do well, really. Right? Yeah, that's just a movie that was bad. Um, not a movie that was capital B bad. What's <laughs> like Song of the South. What's that little dude's name in it? Gurky. No. Gurgi. Gurgi. 
It literally it sounds like you're fucking choking on something. <laughs> it sounds like when you start to swallow. Everyone, it sounds like when you start to swallow a, like a piece of steak and it gets stuck up halfway down, so you have to kind of hurt it back up. Ever not a dry eye in the theater for Gurgi's sacrifice scene. <laughs> the real thing that happens in that movie. Oh yeah, that's right. God, I don't think I've seen that movie since I was like very small. I don't remember I've, seeing I've that seen movie, but all. apparently I did, and according to my parents, it scared the shit out of me. Fair. The Horn King is kind of a scary looking guy. Yeah. Um, I I could definitely understand it. I have never seen it. Maybe we'll get to it someday. Eh, it's Maybe. on Disney Plus, so we'll the, get there eventually. All of the weird like between era, like the Dark Age era animations, where it was like it was like that. It was Sword in the Stone. All these kind of weird offbeat movies that didn't really work, and like nearly tanked the company. Yeah, they're fascinating. Yeah. Just the so we're watching a funny car first. <laughs> funny And then Funny Car Funny Car Drink a Whip Cream. Funny Car uh do a trick. Huh. Huh? Huh. Oh yeah. Lots of things happen in the love bug. Well, we'll have to find that out. Yeah. That will be in two weeks. Um per um a discussion that took place on Discord, uh on the off weeks between our movies. Pat and I are about to start bringing you a very special project. So, look forward to that, everybody. I wish you all luck. <laughs> Pat, you gotta understand, there are about 500 characters in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but there are actually there are only five only characters. Like three. There are only five characters. And I'm not allowed They're to all the same. <laughs> They're all the same person. Yeah, there are like five boys that are all the same boy. What? You heard me. Y'all, y'all, y'all get it. Y'all understand. How many Xehanorts can we fit in? Let's find out. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, boy. One, two, three. <laughs> Just remember you oh. agreed to this. <laughs> so many regrets already. <laughs> I'm already half regret. Okay. I, I already know too much, so I can't be on that. But I look forward to. The, All I know the is I'm not allowed time. to do research ahead of time, and I'm not allowed to go into the spoilers chat on this. Forum. Yeah, I couldn't. Don't, don't look up. I couldn't kick her out of the spoiler channel without like doing a bunch of weird rejiggering of roles that I didn't want to get into. So we have her on the honor system for that. I'm not going <laughs> to touch it. Although honestly, even if you read any Kingdom Hearts spoilers, it wouldn't. Mean I mean, it yeah, it's sense, but still. Kingdom Hearts is like JoJo, very, very difficult to I take out of context. I could make up something. I could make something up and say a true thing, and you wouldn't be able to tell which one was real. Yeah, I, I can totally believe that, and I wouldn't oh, ask you guys either. Oh, you mean like that time Lancelot fucking beat the shit out of Pete with a stake? Y'all don't be yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Lancelot even in a Disney movie? Huh. Did they do anything with King uh, Arthur? Yeah, that's Sword in the Stone. I don't think Lancelot is in that. Damn it. I know he was in Shrek, like but... Damn it. A boy. I think. Um, yeah. Anyway. Lots of fun <laughs> to be had. So, look forward to that, everybody. Yay. It's
I was like, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh my God. Getting it together. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Um, we were almost. We were. I, this is on me. I thought that we were done before we actually were. So I told Craig to leave. Uh, before. <laughs> before we did our plugs. In a subversion of this usual podcast, uh, for once, Craig was not the bitch bot. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Time, you gotta do the plugs. I will start, uh, you know, Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. Find my other podcast, The Podcast of Power, a She Ra and the Princesses of Power companion podcast. Uh, I do with my friend Jane over at Podcast of Power on Twitter. We watch the extremely good show of uh, uh, She Ra 2018 and do critical analysis on it, and it's really good. Oh my God. Okay. I'm Steven. You can find me on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. And you can also find me at dad underscore tastic. That's all I got. Uh, I'm Kat. You can find me lurking around Discord under Zura. You can find me on this and the soon-to-be bonus podcast. Um, Also, one thing I've always wondered is why kamikaze pilots wore helmets? (laughs) (laughs) Protocol is important. About professionalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space. <laughs> <laughs>